The Dallas Cowboys lose their second straight road game. Just how concerned should you be about the Cowboys moving forward? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, today we are breaking down the Cowboys' Week 16 loss to the Miami Dolphins. Let's just start. What was your biggest takeaway coming out of this loss? Well, I mean, I think the first thing that kind of I took away is that it, it felt like the game kind of played out in a lot of ways that we we thought it would. You know, this was one of the few games that I had actually picked Dallas to to, to lose just because you know, you're playing a, a playoff contender, a, a Super Bowl contender mm-hmm. at, on the road uh, and, and a game that they need to win more than you do. Um, I, I, so I, I think I felt like the defense did a really good job overall in, in kind of limiting what is the most explosive offense in football to, you know, 22 points. I felt like the offense um, – you know, didn't let us down, but it just struggled to kind of, you know, continually move the ball consistently, especially in the middle of the part of the game, you know, when they, especially when they had field bad, bad field position. But I just felt like it was a, it was a loss. It was tough to lose, but especially in comparison to what happened the previous week against Buffalo, um, I felt like the, the team played a lot better and I felt better about the team after this game than the Buffalo game at that moment. Oh, I mean, yeah, they played 10 times better uh, than they did in the Bills game. I, I want to start with the defense because I actually was a little bit disappointed in them. Like, I, you knew they were going to give up some big plays and stuff, but what I thought ended up kind of killing the Cowboys in this game is how many long drives that Miami had. Now, they did a good job of holding them to field goals, but you look at, like, the first drive. Uh, 10 plays, 59 yards. That was a drive that started at the one-yard line. The next one was a 12-play drive, 6 plays, 31 yards, 8 plays, 71 yards, uh, 9 plays, 58 yards, 12 plays, 64 yards. Like The the fumble on the first drive with the Cowboys really hurt because you only had, I think, seven more possessions the rest of the game. And the, the defense not being able to get some quick three and outs really made it hard for the offense because you felt like they had to score every time they had the ball. Yeah, I mean that's we're talking about very small margins here, right? Oh, like yeah. if the Cow- Cowboys get one more possession from the defense or one more three and out, or if they force a, a punt a little bit earlier in one of these drives, maybe they get one more possession or one more opportunity to go down to kick a field goal and win this game. Um, yeah, you're 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 totally right. I I also think that like again, like considering who you're playing, like I thought that they did a pretty decent job, but you're but. It, it, you, you, you know, with, with the way the offense was struggling, you know, I, I think a lot of what happened, especially in the middle of the game, was just d- the Dolphins in the second and third quarter just winning the field position battle, oh, right? Yeah. Like yeah. having the Cowboys start inside their 10-yard line 
on two of their you know big possessions uh, in the middle of this game. Uh, and then, you know, only the, I think the one of the other three of the four possessions they had after they scored um, uh, the touchdown was was uh, the, the two minute drive, you know, that was like less than, you know, uh, less than two minutes to try to do that drive. So they didn't have a ton offensively. They didn't have a ton of opportunities, which made the offense look even more kind of disjointed at times. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, but, yes, I, I do think that, you know, you in order to win that game, you needed the defense to get a turnover or get a stop on one of those field goal drives. I, they, I think, look, I think they did a good job in this game, but a great job would have been able to get the ball back for their offense one more time in order for them to win that game, finding a way to get a stop on that last drive. Uh, that's kind of what you needed in order to, to, to take it over the top in this game. And, and unfortunately for the Cowboys, that just didn't happen. I, I do want to give the Cowboys some credit when it comes to stopping the run. I thought they did a much better yeah. job in this game. Raheem Mostert, 11 for 46. Uh, Devon A. Chain, 7 for 24. Jeff Wilson, 5 for 21. I mean, they averaged like four yards per carry. You can live with that. Against the Miami yeah. Dolphins, you can absolutely live with that. Yeah, I mean, like, look, that's that's what we were most concerned about, and that's what everyone was pulling their hair out about, and that's what you know was the biggest problem with this team, and now – you know, the Miami Dolphins beat them in a completely different way. And now there's a new set of problems that is the yeah. biggest problem for this team. So, look, it's always going to be like that. Like, you know, we just watched San Francisco get dismantled at home by Baltimore. Like, some styles make fights. And these yes. teams, all of them are good, you know. So, it's tough to cover all your bases. It's tough to cover all your weaknesses all at once. The best you can do is use your strengths to try to cover your weaknesses a little bit. And unfortunately for the Cowboys, like I said, and especially, especially fortunately for the Cowboys defense, uh, you know, the Cowboys offense just got very little opportunity yeah. to kind of continually have long drives in the middle of the game because of field position, because of just a really good do job by the Dolphins defense, whatever. But I, I think there was definitely a, a, an element of kind of anti-complementary football that sure. was going on at certain points in this game. All right, Landon, I want to continue to talk about the defense before we move on to the offense. Why do you think they've struggled so much against this Shanahan McDaniel style of offense this year? I mean, I just think everybody has, you know, I, I, I think it's just a, a complicated thing to kind of, it just plays with all your keys and all your, your calls and, 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 and they make the shift so suddenly and last minute before the snap. So you don't really have time to get off the call. So you know, either you have to kind of completely adjust how you're you're audibling to to react to snaps, or you've got to figure out a way to structure your defense in such a way that it's not a, affected by the motion. And then on top of that, you know, they're 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 using techniques that are borderline illegal. And I'm I'm not like I'm not trying to like say that they should be illegal, but I'm saying it's like they're right on the cutting edge of what is allowed. And so, you know, defenses and some of these other groups haven't been able to adjust yet. And I think that that's something that that good good teams do. Again, I'm not like saying it shouldn't be allowed. They're, they're cheating. I'm saying they are squeezing the the juice out of all the rules, and 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 they're finding you know uh, little advantages to take to use. Uh, and, and I think defenses are are slowly starting to adjust as the season's gone out, but it's taken a while. And I mean, look, there's a reason that this offense is. Like I said, the most explosive offense in the NFL. It's because they have really good scheme, and then you combine it with a guy like 
uh, uh, Tyreek Hill, who can be absolutely quiet for, you know, two quarter, two or three quarters of the game and then suddenly get 10 targets in like two quarters and, you know, have a hundred yards. So um, I, I think that it's, it's it's not just that I think that the Cowboys have a weakness for the Shanahan offense. I, if anything, I think they've played them probably as well as most teams, generally speaking, especially, look, they, they limited the Dolphins to 22 points. Uh, the 49ers, you know, like there was so much focus on the run game, which they stopped. It's just the passing game they couldn't yeah. stop. So yeah. I, I do think that, the, I don't know that the Cowboys are any worse off than other teams uh, necessarily uh, uh, than facing the, the Shanahan offense, other than the fact that, you know, they haven't really had good linebacker play lately. And, yeah. and that's where that's, that's where there's, you know, there's some issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure how much Leighton Van Rush helps that if he were available, I think he helps it some, but you're trading off some, I mean, you just don't have the same athleticism when Van Rush isn't on the field, but Damone Clark, he's really regressed uh, over the last couple of weeks. Marquis Spell has not played particularly well. And then I think your safeties outside of Malik Hooker have all had just down years compared to where they were at last year. And all of those factors combined with Jonathan Hankins not playing is why you've seen them struggle a little bit more over the last month or so. Yeah. And again, I, I think it's it, it, on the grand scheme of things. I don't know that it's like struggling overall against this defense, but it, it was your defense was not able to do what it needed to do to win. Yes. You know, it's, it's not, uh, it, it's, it, I would say that the market, that's the thing that's kind of weird about this is that, the difference in market improvement from this defense from last week from this week to last huge. week is, is huge. huge. Yes. But but they lost the game. So it's hard to like be positive about it. But yes. the truth is is that this is a <laughs> I came out of that game more encouraged <laughs> like than I was walking into that game, even though the Cowboys lost, because the Cowboys showed they can move the ball on, on the road. I think that a lot of what happened in the middle of the game, like I said, was circumstantial to where they were. And I think the defense showed you that they can do what they need to do to win the game uh, defensively. I think that the, the Cowboys defense did enough to win the game, uh, but the Cowboys offense just couldn't do it. So I, I, it's not like I come out of that game feeling like this Cowboys offense can't yeah. can't win these games. If anything, I feel a little bit more confident that they can win. Let, let's talk about the offense more because I've got a lot of thoughts that I want to get into. Uh, we will do that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get on the get in on the action, especially as we inch closer to the playoffs. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including spreads, player props, over-unders, so much more. There's also the futures market. I mean, I love betting on the MVP. Uh, if you've kind of seen how the MVP odds have gone the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty wild. We've had a, a new favorite ride. in each of the last three weeks. Absolutely wild. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 
24-7 streaming channel. All right, Lana, let's talk about the offense. The Cowboys uh, score 20 points in this game. Uh, they are held to 339 yards, which is not terrible. 19 first downs. What was your overall takeaway from the offense? Yeah, that that the second that like you know the middle part of that game was a real slog, right? That the, the Cowboys were struggling to find open receivers. The Cowboys were struggling to kind of get things going. I mean, I think part of that what we talked about was kind of the 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 field location, right? They didn't they actually didn't get a ton of opportunities. That that's really more than the problem than anything else. It felt like is that you know you looked at Dak's stat line. Um, I think, you know, that, that halftime and it looked like a first quarter stat line, right? Yeah. It's just, they didn't have a ton of possessions. And then when they did have possessions early outside of the long drive that ended up in a fumble, um, they basically had, you know, a, a three and outs. Uh, like I think like if it's not mistaken, it's three back-to-back three and outs or two back-to-back three and outs. Uh, if you want to include the, the, the end at half, you know, attempt, it just felt like when, you know, or, first of all, let's talk about the first drive. I felt like the first drive looked like everything you wanted it to look like, right? Yeah. Like it was, it was everything. It was, they were throwing the ball to CD a lot. They were, you know, in a rhythm. They were consistent. They were getting Hunter and Lipke involved. And that was exciting all the way up until the goal line yeah. drive. Uh, and, you know, so like they, they were doing a lot of the things that we, we, we wanted them to see. And they were looking very efficient. Uh, you know, they get the ball inside their own. 10 they 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 go three and out they uh they have like an end of half situation where i think they have the ball for like less than you know 17 seconds or whatever it is they, they get the ball to start the second half again inside uh uh the the you know the five or six yard line and, and and go three and out so you know that's a long time period for the cowboys offense to be that anemic right for to go through almost two quarters where you uh you you have like something like nine plays or, or something like that total um and that's you know was really in a lot of ways the difference of the game you know is that the that the say what you will about the dolphins and about the cowboys defense like they were at least able to drive the field and take time off the clock you know and and, and get points they didn't score touchdowns but they were able to get field goals whereas there was like too many drives i think three if i'm not mistaken where the cowboys weren't able to get across you know the fifth i mean they weren't even able to get across their own 40 yard no. line. so I, I do think that there is too many times when we're seeing uh you know three and outs the, the times when the, the cowboys are just getting off the field too easily um you know unfortunately we haven't had a chance to kind of look at the all 22 very much left yet but i wanted to kind of see exactly what was I have a feeling that what was happening uh, is that they were doing a lot of like late rotation stuff with their safety. I know that what they're another thing they were doing was sending a lot of late second and third level blitzers, which I think was throwing off a lot of the protection stuff, which was making Dak a little jumpy. You know, we all saw uh, Adoga whiff on 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 uh, Chubb coming on from the outside. I think that was because previous to that, and I'm not making an excuse for him. I'm just saying this is what his eyes were doing. I think that previous to that, they were having real problems with late, late blitzers, late in the snap blitzers coming on the inside of the of the pocket as the the pass protection fanned out a little bit. So I think he was trying to keep his eye on the most dangerous blitzer, and and doing that, you know, kind of just slid away from the actual most dangerous uh, rusher who was Chubb. So, uh, you know, it's just it was a little bit disjointed. I think Dak eventually started to feel the pressure of not having Tyron back there and not trusting what was uh, going on behind him. 
Um, and, and it added up in, in a level of, you know, a lack of consistency uh, in the middle part of the game. But as the game wore on, you saw once they once they kind of got more back into attack mode, less of, of kind of reeling play calling mode, uh, they were able to move the ball and score touchdowns when they needed to. So I, I have no problems uh, with the way this offense is constructed. I, I honestly felt like they could have won with with Adoga. I think the biggest problem to me was that the offense went into its shell a little bit because it had bad field position. And I don't know if that's Dak. I don't know if that's Mike McCarthy. I think it's probably a little bit of both. Um, but, they, you know, they've got to find a way to uh, overcome, you know, bad field position when their defense needs them to score points in order to kind of keep them, you know, ahead in this game. The other thing, Lynn, that I wanted to mention is it just felt like the complementary players all played pretty poor games outside of one guy. I will say Jalen Tolbert made an excellent catch that helped the Cowboys kind of flip the field. I thought he played really well, but Peyton Hendershot comes in, he gets two targets. He drops one of them that could have been a touchdown. The very first play that he's in on, he gets a false start and backs them up. Jake Ferguson got a false start penalty. Um, our, Our guy Hunter Lipke had three really nice plays up until the fumble, but that's, you know, that's seven points that you gave, gave away at the one-yard line. Um, Rico Daddle did basically nothing on, in this game on four opportunities. Michael Gallup had two catches for four yards on two targets. Like, you just had way too many players not named CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott uh, just play bad games. And maybe this is why they struggle on the road is when it gets into these hostile environments, I, I just don't know if they can rely on – Cavante Turpin to make a big play or Luke Schoonmaker. Like there's just too many of these guys that didn't show up uh, in week 16. Yeah. I mean, it certainly is possible. Like I said, I I, want to watch more tape because I I do feel like I wonder how much they were getting open, but I also wonder how much it was that Dak was missing them, you know, just because the pressure was getting there too. I think he was, uh, uh, I'm surprised that they, they, they kind of, it felt like they kind of went away from CD Lamb when they didn't necessarily need to. They were no, certainly they should, doubling. They, this should have been a sixteen target game for CD Lamb. I mean, Tyreek well, Hill got fourteen targets on a bum leg. Yeah, and wasn't playing for stretch of the no. game. It felt like so. Yeah, it did feel like they went away from CD Lamb when they didn't necessarily need to. Um, you know, I, I I think it's when you don't have opportunities, it's 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 hard, right? Like that's well, I, that's what I think it comes down to is they just didn't have a ton of offensive opportunities. No, and that's that's on their own. I mean, that's their fault for not being efficient enough to earn more opportunities. Now, I'm going to give you another guy. How many without looking? How many targets do you think Brandon Cooks got in this game? Uh, well, I mean, I have it right here off of my oh. off of my vision, but I'll say it's like four, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's I honestly, two. It's only okay, two. two, and he caught two know. passes for 14 yards, and including the really nice touchdown, but. Mm-hmm. He's your second best receiver, and he had two targets in this game. And you're right, like just lack of opportunities, lack of getting drives going where you can kind of get some of these other players involved. But, I mean, there was basically nothing in the passing game outside of CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Tolbert's one big catch. It's just those guys didn't show up, and whether it's their fault, whether it's Dak's fault, whether it's the coaching staff's fault, I think that's the the key to being a better road team is you just have to find more consistency on offense. Yeah, and again – like. I mean, part of it is that they got, you know, some ill-timed penalties and some of it is, you know. and But like the ill-timed penalties are, it's it's so frustrating when you have a backup player come in and the first thing he does is get a false start. Like I'm referring to Peyton Hendershot here. Like those are killer plays. You're not that good of a player where you can afford to make 
those kind of mistakes. Well, honestly, like just a little sidebar on Hendershot. It's it's time. Shut I, he does down. not. I, I really <laughs> wonder, like, does he even need a helmet on game days right now? Because uh, he's since coming back, he's been he's not done nothing. Good. He's no. done he's done, and and on top of that, like he did nothing in training camp. Like I, I, I yeah, I mean, when's John Stevens Jr. going to be healthy? Because like I am, I'm really done yeah. with Hendershot at yeah. this point. Like, um, yeah. So we'll we'll continue to talk about those other players on offense outside of Ceedee Lamb this week. I want to talk about where the Cowboys stand going into week 17 and what does the playoff outlook for them uh, look like. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee – Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so that you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Uh, we wanted to let you know on tomorrow's show, we're going to be answering your Twitter questions, so make sure that you send them into us at Marcus underscore Mosier at McCool BCB. But Lena, let's start with where the Cowboys are at kind of going into week 17, because in all, in all honesty, they're really not in any worse spot than they were last week at this time. That's, I mean, that's just what I was, I know tons of people were upset with, with me after the game because I, t- I tweeted out, Hey, go enjoy Christmas. This didn't really change much, unfortunately, uh, you know, or fortunately, however you want to view it. And, and, and I think for for you know, Cowboys fans like that, this is kind of hard to accept. But the truth of the matter is, is that win this game, lose this game, the Cowboys still need to win. You know, uh, uh, an- at least one other game. If they had, even if they had won this game, and now it's two, the the Eagles still have to lose a game. So it, it, in order for the Cowboys to change their fate, the Cowboys need to win the last two games, which I think are probably the two games that they were probably going to have the best chance to win anyways. Yeah, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Lions on FanDuel right now. And and, and then Washington, which, you know, I mean, maybe the worst team in football right now. Um, and Did then, you get to watch any Jets-Washington uh, on Sunday? I, you know, I turned it off several times and then turned it back on several times because it was just so bad. And then Sam Howell got benched for the second week in a row. Yeah, it's so... And and I mean I hope he plays for the, against the Cowboys so because the so you know it's definitely the best chance. Uh, I just think that for the Cowboys now, like, and that's really again what I was trying to say all of last week is that you know for the Dolphins they despite the fact that if they win out they will be the number one seed, they needed to win one game to make it to the playoffs. This was a desperate win for yep. the for the, the Dolphins. So. Um, for the Cowboys, that starts this Sunday. Like they need to win this game against the Lions. They Saturday, need against, uh, Saturday. Oh yeah, that's right, Saturday. So it's it's even coming even quicker than we think. So they need to win this game in order to kind of continue to to try to improve their situation. 
it doesn't mean that it will. We still need the Eagles to lose, but yes, this is the game that matters more as far as ultimate outcome of the the Cowboys season. You know, because of the Eagles' loss to the the Seahawks, that game against the Dolphins really didn't mean too too much no. as far as the playoff seeding no. goes. I will say, do you know what's one of the cool things that is going to happen in this game? I thought there was going to be a chance that the Lions just didn't have anything to play for. Like they had the NFC North wrapped up. They were going to be the two or three seeds. So like it just didn't matter. Detroit has everything to play for now because of the 49ers losing last night. There is a good chance that if Detroit were to beat Dallas and then they would win in week 18, I think they play Chicago in week 18. Oh, no, sorry. It's, it's Green Bay. Um, then they can be the number one seed if the 49ers slip up to the Rams in Los Angeles. So you're going to get two teams playing really hard, and but it's not really like a playoff atmosphere, but a very big game feel. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Cowboys on Saturday. Oh yeah, and and then let's let's you know it's not just a big game for for the Lions fans. I mean, obviously we don't need to remind y'all, but I mean this is the Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor game. This is a, the final home game for the Cowboys this, the regular season. It's it's a very big game. This is this is something to get excited about, and this is a a, a true measuring stick game yes. at this point. Uh, it'll be important for the Cowboys to win. I will I, I will say before we go, this is the last scheduled home game for That's the right. Cowboys. Uh, I do. There is a chance if you, if you look at the way the playoffs are lining up right now that you could get like uh, the Seahawks going to play the Lions in round one. The Seahawks have beaten the Lions in each of the last two years in Detroit pretty noteworthy and then you could have the rams going to play the eagles in round one and if both of those road team wins that means the cowboys could host a home playoff game in round two provided they beat tampa bay so things are getting real weird in the nfc playoffs and it's i i can't wait it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah and look i mean if if you know kyler murray noted uh uh uh, north dallas uh, alumni wanted to help his uh, local team out mm. and beat the eagles you could be looking at two potential road, uh, two home playoff games in this yeah. situation. So uh, there's still, it's all still out in front of them. I mean, yes. that's two weeks left in the season. It's crazy. There's, it's still all in front of you. So uh, it's, it's going to be exciting to see how this all plays out. This now, I, one more thing noted optimist here, Marcus Mojo. I'm going to give you a positive take on why the Cowboys are actually in a better situation coming out of this game than they were going into it. As it sounds like right now, no injuries, knock on wood. No no yeah. injuries coming out of the game. You're just one step healthier, one step closer to being healthier for the playoffs, and ultimately that's what really matters. And also, I think Calvin Watkins just tweeted that Tyron Smith basically gave the big thumbs up for this week, saying okay. it was just some tightness, got some looseness now, ready to go. So Gary Jones said that he got an injection last week, and it says yep. it usually takes about a week for it to really start to work. Um so good news because the Cowboys are going to need them uh, again. And, but I, I think that's going to be a really high scoring game. We're going to have all week to preview Cowboys Lions in week 17. So make sure you're downloading the Lockdown Cowboys podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow the show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you right back here tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.